Blessed feast day. Say blessed feast day back. Blessed feast day. <laughs> In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. The first feast of the new church year, first great feast. The church year ended with the falling asleep of the mother of God, and it begins with her birth. It's by no coincidence that it begins in the presence of the highest example of human holiness, the church year. We celebrate the birth of our beloved mother, Theotokos and the ever-Virgin Mary, mother of Jesus Christ, the ladder from which God came down, the door that was shut, the unity of virginity and motherhood, the house of wisdom, the house which is Christ and the wisdom being uh, Christ, but also herself as wisdom. And all generations will call her blessed. So we do that today, as we do each day of our life, calling her blessed. The importance of understanding uh, the mother of God in our life is a critical piece to our spiritual life and to our salvation. She is that door in which God came out to us uh, to be uh, our sacrifice, to be our hope, to be our vehicle to uh, salvation. So through her, we are saved. Through her motherhood, we are brought into the divine relationship with Christ. So these, this, this is a, an important aspect to us. Her birth was a miracle birth from Joachim and Anna, who were beyond uh, childbearing years. Um, and we celebrate this great event in, our, uh, in our, the history of the church uh, by this great feast. They were uh, chastised by the Jewish community because they were barren. And she begged God, uh, Anna begged God to give them a child. And in that begging, she said, I will dedicate this child to you. And she was given the blessing of the uh, giving birth to the Virgin Mary. And uh, she became the grandmother of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so from barrenness to exile to becoming the mother of the Virgin and to become the Grandmother of Jesus Christ, quite a hop in, uh, in prestige. Uh, so uh, we celebrate this great moment. A couple of thoughts. Uh, we hear in the gospel text uh, this encounter of Jesus with Mary and Martha. And Martha comes to Jesus concerned that she's not getting enough help from Mary. And the Lord says, you are worried and troubled about many things. Are you worried and troubled about many things? Is this not kind of a, 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 a point at us a bit too? Are you worried and troubled about many things? The Lord says to us in the Sermon on the Mount, for after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Your heavenly God knows what you need. 
But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I remember Mother Victoria writing a letter in one of her uh, uh, newsletters. And she says, all your worries should be prayers. Every worry you have is, every concern you have is given to you by God and it should turn into a prayer. Every worry. Are you doing well with that? Are you worrying or are you praying? See, a concern comes to us. Do we worry or do we pray? Because when we pray, God adds a grace to that concern. God adds a, 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 a divine mercy to it about a circumstance or a person that when you pray for them, rather than worry about it, God's grace is given and the potential of a divine solution is then uh, put in motion. So, your worries need to be prayers, each one of them. When you find yourself worrying, it should kind of click in your brain. I should not be worrying, I should be praying. You are worried and troubled about many things. And then he goes on to say uh, to, uh, to Martha about Mary, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that one thing. What's the one thing needed? It's a deep relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the one thing needful. What, what, what Mary was doing was serving Christ. And, and Christ said, that's the one thing needful, to serve me, to be near to me, to draw near to me, to dwell in union with me. These things are critical for us in our salvation. You know, we say at the end of every litany, let us commend ourselves and each other and all our life unto Christ our God. We say this all the time. We should be doing this all the time. It's not just one time for us. This is our life, to commend our life and our, all of our, our lives and ourselves unto Christ. This is what we are to be doing all the time, commending our life to God. You know, we need to understand something. Sins are symptoms. You know what they're a symptom of? Being distant from Christ. When you're in Christ, living in Christ, intimately with him, you're free from this, the sins. You overcome temptations. Very, very well you overcome them. In Christ, the one thing needful to be in Christ, to flee sin, to, to practice the virtues. This is how we are to live. The beautiful words from uh, Unseen Warfare. Purge me of evil imaginings. And fill me with divine thoughts. Help me think your way and of you in all situations. Lord, purge me from evil imaginings. Help me think of you and your way in all situations. Help me bring every thought into obedience to you. This is the one thing needful. 
doing the one thing needful. So it, for us, let us commend ourselves and each other in all our life to Christ our God. And then finally, Mary says, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This is really a Lord directly directing his uh, command and giving his mother as the example because this is what she did. She heard the word of God and she kept it. You know, there's an interesting kind of dynamic here because, you know, when, Ze when uh, the angel Gabriel came to Mary uh, and described to her what was to take place, she said, how can this be? Well, the same angel came to Zacharias and said the same thing to Zacharias about Elizabeth bearing a child. And he said, how can this be? But he said it with doubt. He doubted it. How can this be? Mary said it with wonder. How can this be? She knew this was right. She knew this was true. So, you know, we ask, God gives us words and we need to keep them. How can this be? Do we approach this with wonder? With like, Lord, this, this is going to be exciting. How, how is this going to take place? Not like, how can this be with a question? But how can this be with wonder? Lord, how are you going to work this out? I'm excited about this command. I'm excited about the things you've given to me in my life. I'm excited about the things that are in front of me. How can this be? This is going to be exciting to watch them fulfilled. This was Mary's response. Zacharias was, was uh, made dumb for nine months because he questioned it. How can this be? How can God do this? I mean, how can God do this? God can do whatever he wants to do. So we see this. It is important to understand these words. So when God gives us a word, and he does give us a word. He directs us in our life. And when we, we hear that direction, we need, to look, we, we need not to ask with it a question, how can this be? But we need to look at it with wonder. Lord, you've given me this word, and it's going to be fulfilled. How? This is going to be exciting to watch, exciting to experience. So let us, beloved, uh, not be worried and settle on our worries, but pray. Let us do that one thing needful and draw near and near to our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us keep that word that God gives to us and do it faithfully and do it ex with expectation in that God is going to do what he promises us to do. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, through the prayers of the Mother of God, Lord Jesus Christ, our God, have mercy on us and save us. Amen.